The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is Cruise Radio. This podcast is brought to you by TripInsurance.com. Travel insurance done right by the people who know travel insurance. Get your next quote at TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is this is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thanks for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Very happy to have you here, my friend. On this episode, we'll get a review of Norwegian Cruise Line's Pride of America as they do their seven-night sailings over there in Hawaii. They're actually over there year-round, and it's uh, becoming quite popular. So uh, excited to chat about that a little later on in the show. Tommy Casabona from the Always Be Booked podcast stopping by to give his thoughts on these past week's eclipse. Also, Sherry Kennedy here with Cruise News. So let's jump right to it. Hey, Sherry. Hey, Doug. You're in Sweet Home Chicago, huh? I am. It's so nice to be home. Even though Florida is home, this is also my home. How long did you live there for? I was here for uh, 32 years. Oh, well, I'm sure they're happy to see you. Right to the cruise news, Carnival Cruise Line doing more sailings to Cuba. They are. Carnival Paradise will have five more Cuba cruises from Tampa starting in 2018. And the five new voyages include three that will be five-day cruises, obviously, to Havana, and then on to Key West or Cozumel. There's going to be one in February, July, and September of 2018. There's going to be one six-day cruise to Havana and Grand Cayman in August of 2018. And the last one is a longer eight-day cruise that will also include Cozumel and Grand Cayman. And that's also in August. All the cruises will spend a day-long call in Havana but the longer one will have an overnight. So they will have almost two full days there. Carnival Cruise Line is also testing a new breakfast menu. There's going to be a new breakfast menu and is currently being tested aboard the Carnival Victory and the Victory sails out of Miami. Uh, You know, it's it's like a lot of it is to help people get a quick start to their day with a full breakfast. And there's a, a feature called Express Breakfast, which they promise you'll get served within 25 minutes and you can leave. Um, And that includes the typical eggs, some kind of breakfast meat, juice, and the assortment of rolls. There's a lot of healthy options, too. And, you know, my ears ears and eyes perked up when I saw this until I read (laughs) one of the healthy options is a lentil and rice crepe with Mm. potato and green pea stew, kale, and smoked paprika. Mmm. Yeah. (laughs) You know what? It's probably really good. But it just... Reads kind of odd. And there's also, you know, egg white frittatas, uh, lots of yogurt parfaits with different fruits and toppings on them. Um, of course, eggs anyway. I mean, you don't have to rush, um, but they do have that one little express option, which is really nice if you want a full breakfast and then rush ashore. You mentioned this is a port day menu, so this isn't going to replace the sea day brunch, is it? Correct. They'll still have their their sea day brunch, and this is just strictly on port days. You know, so people can enjoy the main dining room and then bolt. And as you mentioned, they're only testing it on one Carnival ship right now. But as always, if they're testing it on one, it's probably going to go fleet-wide, you think? I think so. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. Other, a couple other cruise lines have their 
rushed to get off the ship on Port Day Breakfast Express, too. So I think this is just following suit. So Royal Caribbean's Allure of the Seas has been having some technical issues and uh, causing it to not really do the complete itinerary that it's uh, planned to do. So what's the latest here? Yeah, there's been some disgruntled passengers lately. The Allure will go into dry dock for repair to propulsion problems that have resulted in changes in itineraries with mostly their Eastern Caribbean cruises. You know, there's a longer distance to run. Uh, the dry dock will run for a week in Grand Bahamas in, at the shipyard there, and it's going to begin on January 21st of next year. But that leaves another four and a half months of schedule changes. You know, if people bought their reservation a year and a half ago, you know, now they're finding they're not going where they want to go. That can be a little bit upsetting. But for example, um, instead of going to St. Kitts, which is further down in the Caribbean, San Juan has been substituted for that. St. Thomas has been removed altogether on many of the uh, voyages. So, you know, really check and see where you are going. Everyone's receiving letters from Royal Caribbean explaining the situation. Um, And, you know, if you are booked on the Allure between now and January 21st, check your inbox for your email from them because uh, chances are you will have received a letter. Did you see where that one passenger has started this campaign to contact people sailing on these impacted sailings to remove gratuities from the crew? It's just, it's mind-boggling how people can think that by withholding the tips from the from the crew that that's going to somehow impact Royal Caribbean. Yeah. I mean, granted, I don't know the details on this. Like, uh, do you know if Royal is offering any kind of onboard credit or anything? Um, I heard $50 okay. onboard credit, but I think it can vary probably depending on uh, Port taxes what kind and- of... Yeah, yeah, and and, okay. and your itineraries, I'm sorry, and your uh, cabin category. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you have a junior suite, you'll get more onboard credit or than, yeah. say, an insight. Yeah. I don't know what, you know, I haven't didn't delve that far into it, but from the few comments that I've read about it, people didn't seem to feel that that really was sufficient. Yeah, I, I can understand that because you're, you're paying a premium for that ship anyways. And you, you kind of want to go where, I mean, you know, there's the whole contract of carriage thing and all that, but it's like you kind of want to go what you pay, especially if you're dropping that kind of cash, like a, for a yeah. junior suite or a, like a loft suite where you're paying, you know, 15000 a person for a week. I think if you have enough time to cancel, yeah. if you haven't made final payment yet, um, and that's the way to go. But, yeah. um, you know, some people, I read one story where a girl had planned her wedding in St. Thomas only to find out they weren't going to go to St. Thomas. So there's things like that yeah. that, um, you know, what are you going to do? Oh, yeah. Well, it looks like San Juan, Puerto Rico is doing pretty well these days, probably thanks to Allure of the Seas uh, stopping there now. It's been reported that there's a record number of cruise passengers that are visiting Puerto Rico over the last four months. In fact, a record, get this, 104,044 cruise passengers arrived in oh. San Juan last month in July. Wow. I mean, that's, that's huge, awesome. right? Yeah, totally. that's up. 2.5% from July of last year. That's so awesome, though. Good for them. It, it's, it's good for them, and it really it does impact, the, uh, the especially the shops and the eateries and, and places in old San Juan where you can walk to from the cruise port. They really are benefiting the most. And they say that cruise passengers and crew contributed nearly $10.5 million to the island's economy so far and it's predicted that a year from now um the end of next july a total of 1,475,000 cruise passengers 
will have had an economic impact on the island of over $191 million. Good for them. Do you remember in 2010 when we were on the Eurodam and you got into, my buddy lives in San Juan and you got into the car with us <laughs> and you were like scared to death because my buddy was like driving on two wheels sometimes and you're like, just get me the hell out of here. <laughs> I never said that. You, you, you were going no, to a was... bar to meet some man. Was it, Who was it? Rum, Rum Shop Ryan? Was that it? Oh, I used to go to uh, El Convento hotel um and i was going to do a tour and take some pictures of it That's right. and it was the the you know the hotel manager uh-huh. and so he he gave me a, a tour of some of the famous rooms that were there that the celebrities that have stayed there over the century over the centuries over the years it's a really old place but <laughs> people weren't that old <laughs> um, but it used to be a convent and uh it changed hands a few times and if you're ever in san juan did i drag you over there too no, no? i wouldn't go i didn't friend? yeah i was going to um we were going to the food trucks Oh, okay. That's what they call it over there. Go for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We've been talking with Sherry Kennedy from cruisemaven.com. You can find her there. Thank you, Sherry. Thanks, Doug. See you. As you know, the eclipse happened on Monday, August 21st, and for 10 seconds, CNN didn't talk about politics. Here to comment on the eclipse is the world's largest Bonnie Tyler fan, Tommy Casabona. Hey, Doug, how are you? We didn't want that to get out, but uh, that's okay. Part of the pun, but set the stage for us. It's just in a matter of, like you just said, for the first time in 10 years, they didn't talk 24-7 about politics. And I'm going to be honest with you right now, after about the third or fourth hour of the eclipse, I kind of wanted them to go back to the politics, to be honest (laughs) with you. You know what I mean? And yeah, they got Bonnie Tyler going. They dusted her off, even though while she was on the ship and it was broad daylight and... uh, she was singing on the back of Oasis, I believe it was, and it was a it was a cool event. But I got you got to admit, she sounds a little bit more like Steven Tyler nowadays than Bonnie Tyler, right? <laughs> yeah, you all, yeah. But so I, I've been in radio for a while. You've been in the scene for a while. Uh, Royal Caribbean, of course, she performed on their ship during the eclipse. It, was it just because she used the word eclipse in a song thirty years ago that she was even a contender? I'm not gonna lie to you. I kind of and listen. I don't mean to crap all over this whole event, but because at the end of the day, my total feelings on it is that it was a cool event. But again, with anything nowadays, the overexposure, I mean, Bonnie Tyler, the song has nothing to do with astronomy, ladies and gentlemen. Do you realize that, right? The Prince thing, I get it. The party like it's 1999 thing. I understand that. But, uh, you know, this is about this is a love song about a heartbreak. And all of a sudden she's the uh, the go to person for all things solar eclipse, I guess. Right. And, you know, so many people downloaded that single just because of this. Yes. She probably had to cancel a prom to be at this event. That song came out in like, what, 84? Something like that. And I remember, I don't know, it, it probably was around the time of the last eclipse. Do you, you, do you remember? You don't remember the last eclipse, I do you? not. I remember. I was in a, dating myself, but I was in a, I was remember it being in my lunchroom. I was like maybe first, second grade, something like that. I just remember thinking that the whole thing, the whole thing at the end of the day, it's a little underwhelming. You kind of have this feeling that the whole sky is going to go black and it's going to look like midnight at like, you know, 2.30 in the afternoon, whatever it was on your you know your time. But uh, it, it really doesn't get that dark. But I just remember being underwhelmed then. And, uh, you know, this this time around, I thought it was cool. I did. I actually did. I did. A friend had the glasses. So I stepped out from my office for a second, looked up at the sky and everybody's around. Nobody's doing any work. I mean, the workday is shot to heck. You know what I mean? So everybody's there. But I, I looked at it. I thought it was cool. But just like everything in now modern day society, just between social media, between the 24 hour news channels, you have to be 
overwhelmed with consumption of this stuff. You know what I mean? It just it's, it's a little bit enough. They kind of they kind of take the pleasure and the novelty out of everything nowadays, don't they? Pretty much. We've been talking with Tommy Casabona, world's largest Bonnie Tyler fan and host of the Always Be Booked Cruise podcast. Be sure to check him out over there. Thank you, buddy. No problem. Thanks, Doug. Cruise Radio. Maintaining our global reach. Listen live at cruiseradio.net. From its rich heritage, picturesque beaches, and unparalleled blue waters, it's no wonder over 7 million people cruise to the Caribbean every year. What do you want to do? Swim with stingrays at Stingray Bay? Go for an island tour? Take a beach break? Or set sail on a catamaran to spend the day snorkeling? Whatever you decide, CruisingExcursions.com has a shore excursion to fit your budget. Cruising Excursions knows your time on the island is limited and that you want to make the most of your day. That's why they have shore excursions up to 60% cheaper than the cruise lines and offer smaller, more personable tours. Find out for yourself. Research and book your next shore excursion at CruisingExcursions.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. Want more Cruise Radio? Find a library of over 400 episodes on iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, or at cruiseradio.net. Jeff and his family just returned from a seven-night Hawaii cruise on Norwegian Cruise Line's Pride of America. Jeff joins us on the line. Hey, Jeff. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good, buddy. So, uh, Pride of America, Hawaii. You're over in Chicago. That's one heck of a leap to take a cruise. What made you want to do this? So, I've been to Hawaii a couple of times, but this cruise was a bucket list. So, it took the wife and three of our four boys, decided that we were going to go, you know, knock this one out. It happened to coincide with our 32nd wedding anniversary and a couple of my boys graduating high school and college. So we thought we would uh, check it out and see how, obviously, as you know, sales year round on the islands. And so we thought, hey, listen, you know what, let's, uh, let's go over there, check it out. We knew it was a floating hotel and uh, just really enjoy the islands. Did you do any pre-cruise stay in Hawaii? Yeah, it's about a nine-hour flight to get from Chicago. So we went via Phoenix to Honolulu, and we purposely chose to go in two days prior. The boat sails out on Saturday. So we landed Thursday night, got acclimated. It's about a five-hour difference from Chicago. So I had an opportunity to, you know, see the major sites, Pearl Harbor, which was awesome, the Missouri. Uh, We climbed Diamond Head and then hit the beach, which was great. So I highly recommend everybody do that. And then we stayed at Embassy Suites, which is right off of uh, Waikiki. It's a little bit cheaper, but, you know, it's a Hilton property, and they throw in breakfast. And Hawaii is horrifically expensive. And with three boys that are over six feet, uh, you know, having breakfast included was uh, was a nice perk. Yeah, I bet. So it's time to uh, embark this ship. How was the embarkation for you out there? So 
you know, it started out really, really well. Then we had a hiccup, uh, but we got that sorted. So the boat doesn't sail until seven o'clock. Um, but we wanted to make this sort of a sea day because there's no sea days on this because it's so port intensive. So we got to the boat about 11.50, you know, got right pretty through, checking the bags, security check, doing the health check. And I had purposely chosen to try and upgrade the boys from an inside room to a uh, an ocean view and it turns out they got upgraded but ncl didn't know it had happened or at least the people there didn't know so what should have been a very straightforward checkout or check-in took about 45 minutes had we not had a, a little bit of a hiccup with the room it would have been 15 minutes but we got it sorted with the help of one of the ncl officers and uh, you know it worked out fine so you got the embarkation all straightened out. You make your way on the ship. What were your first impressions of Pride of America? So, you know, I had obviously listened to your podcast a couple of times about Pride of America. I, I'm a project manager by trade, so I do a ton of research. But, uh, you know, the online reviews can only tell you so much. So you, you enter on Deck 5, you know, you walk in. It doesn't have the huge promenade like we've seen on Royal and some of the other ships. But, you know, it looked really clean looked in very good shape. It had come out of dry dock last March. And, um, you know, I think one of your guests a couple of uh, podcasts ago that was on Pride of America said there's a disconnect between your sail in Hawaii and you might as well be in colonial America. And you walk mm-hmm. on and you see the, you know, the American seal right there. But the boat itself is in really good shape and, uh, you know, couldn't have been more happy with how things looked uh, in terms of just, you know, maintenance and, and upkeep of the boat. What's the first thing you did whenever you got on the ship? You know what we did? We actually went and got the wine package. Okay. Hawaii, Hawaii has very, very strict alcohol laws. And so you basically can't pre-book anything. They don't have an alcohol package like you'd see on Royal or, or any of the major lines. So you have to literally sign up for the wine program when you get there. So it made it real easy. You get these little tickets and, you know, it took five minutes, one of the local bars. And then we just headed up to the pool deck. Rooms weren't going to be ready until about three o'clock or so, and we got on around noon. So it gave us an opportunity to sort of walk around the boat, check it out and uh, catch some of that great Hawaiian sun. Yeah. Three o'clock rolls around. You go to your stateroom. What did you think of it? Yeah, it was nice. You know, this is an older boat, a couple thousand passengers. So we went in eyes wide open. Um, You know, we, my wife and I had booked a balcony cabin on midships at deck nine. Beds were great. Plenty of storage under the beds, you know, enough nooks and crannies to put your stuff away. You know, I just say to people, don't expect a huge amount of space, but you'll find a place to put your stuff. Had enough plugs. We couldn't find the USBs. I mean, you know, I believe there are some in some of the cabins. We didn't have them, so we bought a strip. The one thing for people to know is that the cabin stewards, who are awesome, uh, will unplug your devices. So if you have them plugged in and you're not in the room, they're going to unplug them. So you just have to make sure you juggle uh, appropriately. And then we threw the kids originally into an inside cabin on nine. But as I said earlier, my boys are over six feet. And, you know, so we got them upgraded. We put them into an ocean view on deck four, and it worked out great. Um, you know, a little tight, as you might expect, but uh, you don't spend that much time in the rooms anyway. These state rooms have the the key card where you, when you get in to turn your lights on and off, you have to have your card by the door? You do not. No, when okay. you go in, you use the key card to get in. It's not like you have the band, the wristband, um, and then you just flip the lights on. Um, gotcha. You know, it, just for everybody is clear, you know, it's a small shower. It's a small bathroom, but it's perfectly serviceable. And, you know, I, I no complaints at all about the room. And how about balcony size? 
Balcony was good, pretty average. We had room for two seats, and you could probably have another third person standing there. And we purposely had booked a balcony cabin on the port side. And we'll talk about, uh, you know, the destinations in terms of the islands. But they do a sail-by on Kauai on the Napoli coast. And Mm -hmm. it's absolutely amazing. And it was worth the extra money just to have the, the balcony for that. That's awesome. Just curious here. Do they price that side of the ship higher than the other side? You know, I didn't notice it. And okay. if, you, if you talk to people out there, they'll say, depending on the captain, you know, he'll he'll come on the port side and then he may he turned it around uh, okay. the boat and he actually went starboard. Not as long as he did on the port side, but they got a nice view as well. And simply some of the most glorious scenery I've ever seen in my entire life. And I've seen a good portion of the world. Awesome. Let's talk about the dining, of course, Norwegian Cruise Line, freestyle dining, dine when you want, where you want. So uh, I'll let you take it from here. We purposely, you know, I've done a lot of research and, you know, people were saying the main dining room is just okay. So we got three specialty dinings with our booking. We added a fourth, but we still hit they have two main dining rooms. Um, one of them is Liberty, which is on deck five, and that's more casual. Skyline's the dressier on deck six. So we hit the Aloha buffet for breakfast. You know, pretty standard buffet, good selection. You know, it's a buffet. Hit the dining rooms for breakfast and lunch, and then we did dinner in Skyline. They were good, really good service. And then, you know, we had never been on NCL. We've always sailed Royal. And so the specialties, dining was amazing. You know, you're familiar with it. We did Jefferson Bistro, which is French cuisine, Cagney's, which was their steakhouse, which was outstanding. And then Maderno is their Brazilian meat fest, which was really good as well. And then we took in the teppanyaki, which, you know, it does a good show. It's similar to what you get on land, but in general, very, very happy with the, uh, with the service, with the, uh, the selection and, uh, you know, overall, I definitely highly recommend hitting the specialty restaurants. With those four specialty restaurants, did you by chance buy a dining package? We did not. No. So the way it worked out was we got three when we signed up. I booked a year in advance. Okay. And they gave us three free dinners. And then I added one teppanyaki. I think it ran me about 120 bucks to add uh, to add everybody on it. But, okay. you know, the nice thing is that there's no formal nights. You know, if you have an Aloha shirt, you're in good shape. Some of the restaurants after 6 p.m., you do have to have collared shirts and pants or dresses on women. But, you know, it's not like you're putting a suit on. Uh, so it worked out really well. You got to love those Norwegian pick one, two, three sales they do year round, you know? <laughs> exactly. So one quick tip. I booked, um, you know, it's freestyle dining, but, you know, we wanted to make sure we had plenty of time after the excursions, chill out at the pool. And so I just made 730 across the board. That mm-hmm. worked out great. And then just a little tip for everybody is if you bring your wine ticket about a half an hour before to the restaurant, they'll make sure that they get your wine and have it on the table because not all the restaurants have the wine selection, Mm -hmm. but it was a home run every time. I'm curious, only because I'm sailing Norwegian in a couple of months over in the Med. Um, when it comes time to like the main dining room, you, you said you booked a certain time. So you can actually book out, if, if I wanted to eat at 7.30 every night, I could request that dining and I wouldn't have to wait. I could just go right into the main dining room at 7.30? Yeah, didn't wait more than two minutes. Okay. Um, so now I'm not suggesting every boat is like that. This mm-hmm. one happened to be it. And then we... 
at one time, for whatever reason, Norwegian didn't allow me to book five, which is how many were in our party. You had to either book six or four. Mm -hmm. So when you get in on deck five, go right on the main deck there. They have a dining area where you can talk to one of the crew members and they'll take care of it right away. So you could definitely book your time. Uh, It wasn't wasn't that crowded. How was the entertainment on Pride of America? I know this is a very port-intensive itinerary. I think there's no shortage of entertainment. You know, you can stay as busy as you want to be or just chill by the pool. So my kids took in The Magician, who was also sort of a comedian. They really enjoyed that. NCL has what they call their Oh, What a Night performance, which is sort of the songs of Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, it's some of the best I've ever seen on any of the boats we've been on. Definitely want to make sure you see it. They show it four times while they're on the boat. Uh, they do seven to nine o'clock. And just an FYI, there seems to be a little bit of feedback out there that the theater is cold. We didn't notice that. We were in shorts and short sleeves. It was great. The sight lines were awesome. No problem getting a seat. I took in the Broadway show, which is called Vegas, the show, which is the crew singers and dancers. They were really good. Some decent music by the pool. I wouldn't call it outstanding. The house band I thought was just okay. It's called The Wave mm-hmm. compared to other house bands I've seen. But definitely for anybody that's thinking of doing this cruise, when you're in Maui, they brought a local band on called Jimmy Mack and the Cool Cats, and they are absolutely awesome. So make your way up to the pool deck on day three. And then in Pinks, which is one of their areas that you can go one of the bars, there's a piano player by the name of Kevin Brando, who was really awesome. And because it's Hawaii, they bring on a Hawaiian duo called Le Aloha, which is really good. So definitely, I think there's no shortage of entertainment, and I highly recommend everybody take advantage of it. There's no sea days on this, right? It's pretty much port, port, or overnight in a port? Yeah, there is absolutely no sea days. You know, you go out of Oahu on Saturday, and then you hit Maui. You spend two days there. Then you hit the big island and you'll do Hilo on, and then sail over to Kona and then you do Kauai and you'll spend two days there. Um, so it's definitely port intensive. So you want to make sure you book your excursions because you're going to be busy. Did you do an excursion in every port? We did. And I mixed it up. I know one of your um, other guests had said he had done Roberts. He had done mm-hmm. a, gotten a really good buy and Roberts does is very competitive, but I didn't find enough in that package to warrant uh, sort of not doing what we wanted to do. So I split it up between doing a couple of NCL tours, a couple of Roberts tours, and then a couple of private tours that I booked myself online. And it worked out really, really well. Out of these four or five, what are they, five ports you hit, I guess? Yeah, so you start in Oahu, then you hit Maui, and you got two days there, so you can book a tour on each of those. And then you got... Hilo and Kona, so you can do tours there. And then you got two days on Kauai, so you got okay. time to do two tours there. So it's, it's definitely, you stay busy, that's for sure. What was the, the coolest uh, shore excursion you did? I mean, I'm sure they were all awesome, but like, what was like the <laughs> highlight for you? You know, yeah, let me give my wife credit. She really enjoyed on, Kona, on Hilo side. We mm-hmm. went to the Volcano National Park and the lava was flowing. So, you know, if you've never seen lava, which you probably have unless you're, you're in the Hawaiian Islands, that was something to behold. And then two of my kids and I went up to Haleakala Crailer on Maui, which is 10,000 feet up, and we bike ride, uh, took a bike ride down. Uh, so you go down to 8,000, and then you bike down 22 miles, and these are hairpin turns. 
you know, there's not a lot of stuff on the side on the drop off and you're probably hitting 30 miles an hour uh, with cars going by. So it is absolutely gorgeous, highly recommend it, but, you know, go in eyes wide open to make sure that you're, ha- you're okay traveling that fast, that far. Out of the three companies you use, you mentioned Roberts, you did a private and uh, NCL. Did anyone stand out over the other? Haleaka Bike Company, which did the bike ride down Maui, was amazing. Mm -hmm. And I thought NCL did a really nice job on Kona. We took a half-day snorkel tour, and Kona is a tender port. Mm -hmm. It's the only tender port. Everything else you pull into basically cargo ports, and there's not much to see there. But because it's a tender port, if you don't book with NCL, you have to get tickets. But because it was an NCL tour, we got right off the boat. And it worked out really, really well. You get right on it. And it was so I highly recommend to book an NCL tour in Kona. Cool. So you make your way back to, gosh, I, I don't even know. Where did you embark from? Oahu. Okay. So I'm, I'm just going to tell you, I'm, I have no clue anything west of the Mississippi. So I'm just <laughs> ignorant as far as all that goes. So you get back to Oahu. Sure. Um, how was the disembarkation process? It was fine. It, it literally, because this is a uh, U.S. flag boat. Uh, and 75% of the crew under the Jones Act are uh, either green card or Americans. You know, there's no customs to go through. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's self-assist. We walked right off the first time I've ever done that. It was fantastic. It took us five minutes. We were at the airport in 20. Okay. Not bad. At all. So you flew out the same day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was perfect. Yeah, we flew out that same day. Yeah, it was perfect. Awesome. Do you have any first-time tips to offer uh, someone taking a Hawaii cruise on NCL? So if this is on your bucket list, absolutely do it. Don't wait. It's not cheap. Um, this is not your everyday cruise to the Caribbean, right? You're going to pay a premium because NCL owns this market effectively as a monopoly. Mm-hmm. Do your research, but you know, just you know, take it with a bit of a grain of salt, right? You know, not every person's experience is going to be the same as yours, and there's not a lot of variation I found in terms of price. So, you know, word to the wise: book early, get your price, get your excursions, get the cabin that you want you know, and, and you'll be set. And then you can spend, you know, the rest of your time just thinking about what you're going to do. I thought it was interesting. You were, you were mentioning that the hotel you got was a little bit cheaper than um, the ones right there on the beach. Was that because it was like across the street maybe, or a couple roads back? Yeah, it literally was maybe three minutes walk. I'd been to Waikiki before. Mm -hmm. You're paying a premium obviously to be on the beach. And so I purposely called the hotel got to the uh, manager about a year in advance. I did all my booking about a year in advance and I ended up getting about 300 bucks a night. And in, you know, main season in June, you know, in June in Hawaii, that can run five or 600 bucks. So, you know, there's definitely advantages to booking in advance. Cool. Well, looking back over this seven night sailing or the whole trip, what was the biggest highlight for you? Everybody says, you know, Hawaii is amazing. It really is paradise. And it it absolutely is true. You're going to see some sites, that are simply breathtaking, the volcano, the lava. And then as you go by Kauai, the Nepali coast uh, is just encourage everyone, you know, do a search for Nepali coast and you'll see what I'm talking about. It is absolutely paradise and uh, a must do. Jeff and the family just returned from his seven night sailing on Norwegian Cruise Lines, Pride of America. Jeff, thanks for being on the show and sharing your experience, buddy. My pleasure. Thanks and have a great day. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. 
Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not, not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you a peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, iTunes, or at CruiseRadio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at CruiseRadio.net. I'm your announcer.